swinging a fly ball to right field. This one is deep. And it's gone! A home run! Hardcore winner for Alex Avila! Swing and a miss! He got him on strike! Oh, baby! Hey guys, we're here today. Uh, this is Zach Swart on the Tiger Talk, and today we're going to preview a little bit of the 2014 AL Central teams kind of heading into spring training. A lot of the pitchers and catchers have reported already. Um, we're going to kind of talk about off-season moves, kind of where they were last year, and kind of projecting where the Central will be kind of at the end of this season. Um, we're going to kind of start bottom to the top, so we're going to start with um, the White Sox. And the White Sox actually last year had one of the most disappointing seasons in franchise history, Um more so saying with their salary and kind of a lot of the players they had, um, getting rid of a lot of guys during the season, including um, Rios, um, just a few other guys kind of acquiring um, acquiring Avisel Garcia from the Tigers, uh, getting rid of Thornton, just a few guys trying to trying to build in this youth movement. Um, they kind of moved Kenny, um, Kenny Williams, the GM, up a role, and um, kind of Rick Hahn has taken over that. So we're going to go through um, key losses, kind of departures, and then we're going to go through some additions. And I'm going to have kind of predictions, see where it's going to take, see who's going to finish where in the in the central. And we'll kind of finish it off, see where the Tigers land, and um, kind of do some predictions. It'll be fun. So we're going to start with the White Sox. Key losses start with um, Hector Santiago. He's a 26-year-old left-handed pitcher. Um, young guy, good stuff. Um, he got acquired. Uh, the D-backs acquired him in a trade that sent um, Adam Eaton over to the White Sox, who I'll talk a little bit more about later. Uh, Santiago was a good good pitcher though, and a kind of a down year with the White Sox. He had a 3.56 ERA. I uh, went four nine. He had 137 strikeouts. So kind of for a down year, kind of not a lot of offensive production, not a lot of run support. Terrible defense by the White Sox too, uh, which I'll kind of dwell into. Um, good year, good year for the guy. Big loss for the Sox. Um, another guy, Addison Reed, who was a young closer, kind of one of the bright spots on a on a down year. He had 40 saves. A 25 year old guy, a lot of high fastball. And um, kind of hit upper 90s, even 100. He's gone too. We also acquired a, a stud third baseman for him, and also kind of a lot of the guys the Tigers will kind of remember, uh, Gavin Floyd and Brent Morrell. Not so much, not big production guys in the past couple seasons. Floyd was injured last year, but um, kind of dying off. Um, Morrell is now with the Jays, and Floyd's with the Braves. Um, but yeah, Santiago and Reed are now with the D-backs. Um, kind of the additions. Some of the guys the Tigers, you Tigers fans, can come to expect in the next couple seasons. Um, the big guy, the <laughs> big first baseman of the Cuban defect, um, Jose Abreu. The White Sox feel like he has a lot of potential. Um, it's kind of odd they have a, a three-man rotation over there at first base. But um, huge power hitter, uh, as you kind of see in the World Baseball Classic. He played very well, a um, lot of potential, a lot of offensive power. Um, they feel like he will get the starting nod over there at first base. He had a lot of the at-bats kind of moving over with Dunn and Canerco. And looks to be everyday first baseman. Um, only thing they kind of worried about is his bat speed. And kind of another, a few other guys in the youth movement for the White Sox. Um, you got Adam Eaton, kind of a 2013 R- Rookie of the Year candidate with the D-backs. And the only thing that kind of went wrong with him is um, kind of had a, an injury that kind of derailed that. But he has a lot of potential, speed guy, top of the top of the order. Um, looked to kind of add a new new dimension to the White Sox lineup that they haven't had in a couple of years. Um, another guy, Matt Davidson, another power hitter, third baseman. Um, according to the D-backs, that was the Addison Reed trade. He's got a lot of potential. They're not sure if he'll start right away. So you look at the White Sox, you look at who the Tigers will be facing over there at third base. It'll be either um, Jeff Keppinger or another guy, Connor Gillespie, who both – Keppinger is a bit of a disappointment for the White Sox, but um, definitely Gillespie, good power hitter. 
Um, doesn't even wear batting gloves up at the plate. I don't get that. I was a batting batting glove kind of guy. But moving on, a few relievers that the White Sox acquired. Um, White Sox are always good in acquiring good good um, good relievers. Got left-handed Scott, Scott Downs, kind of an old guy. He's, uh, split time last year with Atlanta and um, Atlanta and the Angels, actually. Yeah, um, Felipe Paulino, I uh, pitched with Kansas City, kind of the White Sox and the Tigers are used to seeing him. And uh, Ronald Belisario, who's with the Dodgers, he had kind of some postseason success last year. But aside from that, those are the additions and the losses for the White Sox. And pretty much the whole mission of the offseason for them was um, kind of bringing in a youth movement, kind of starting in a new direction. Uh, actually, Paul Konerko is the only member left of the um, of the World Series team. And I think it's a good thing for the Sox. I think re-signing Paul Konerko for another year is a good fan move, kind of makes everybody happy. But I think his production is going to slip a lot. And I think that's all right because I think you guys got, you got guys like Abreu and hopefully Dunn to kind of pick up the slack for that. But um, – a big big question mark is the need production from the infield spots and obviously catcher, uh, but the infield spots like Beckham, Ramirez, and then whoever's at third base, hopefully Davidson, um, all been kind of disappointments with the middle infield with the Ramirez and Gordon uh, Gordon Beckham, but hopefully they'll pick it up this year. Um, obviously not for the Tigers, we hope they'll pick it up, but on the White Sox side, and good depth, good depth in the outfield with Ayaza as the fourth outfielder, and now time to the uh, prediction. Um, so the prediction as the White Sox, um, I saw a lot of good offseason moves, a lot of potential, the good youth movement, more towards 2015, um, kind of with that third overall pick in the upcoming draft. But I think for this upcoming season, with some of the, a lot of the big losses in the Central, which I'll talk about later, um, I spotted the White Sox at 81 and 81, so at 500 next year, and they will be tied for third in the Central. So if you look at that, it's a pretty big improvement over last year. They went 63 and 99. But I think a lot of the movements, as well as Abreu, will be a pretty much um, an MLB caliber player right away when he steps over here. Uh, as you look at um, guys like um, oh, who's in who's in Oakland, um, Cespedes, and then you look at Yasiel Puig, two Cuban defects who've been really successful. Um, but yeah, definitely 81 and 81 for the White Sox, tied for third in the Central, and I think it's going to be a big improvement um, as you'll see the next couple of years. Um, so the next team, the Twins, and haven't heard much of the Twins out of the out of the past couple of years ever since. Um, that whole kind of Morneau and, and Maurer era when they just kind of slipped, sneaked in the playoffs a bit a couple times. Um, that whole Joe Nathan era, ironically, is now in Detroit. But um, last year they finished 66-96, and 96, so it was thir- 30 games under 500. They were second in the Central. And the only one big departure was Ryan Dumit, who they actually traded for um, for reliever. Uh, Sean Gilmartin, who's a left-handed reliever. Um, only big loss, but actually yeah, the Twins have a lot of, lot of needs. They picked up Nolasco and Phil Hughes. Actually, their ERA for last year was the the um, the worst uh, rotation in the, and one of the worst in the MLB. Their combined rotation ERA was five two six, and kind of with the lack of offensive production, the run production, uh, it's not really going to help their pitchers out. But Alaska had a good year last year with the Dodgers in Miami, so you look he'll be a good good producing uh, pitcher there for the Twins. And then Phil Hughes, obviously a down season with the Yankees, they didn't do so well, so that didn't help. But um, reacquired. Jason Kubel, who used to be with the um, the D-backs and the Indians, so you feel like they have a, a couple big moves. But if you're looking more towards the Twins, I think they're they're, uh, they're they have great prospects in Buxton and uh, Byron Buxton, and then they also have another guy, uh, Miguel Sano, who's a an infielder, and they have a lot of good pitching depth in their in their um, their farm system as well. So obviously next year we're not looking at, at much from them, but uh, definitely got guys like Maurer who's probably going to be slotted more towards first base. They actually picked up Kurt Suzuki, so you look at him to get more reps at the at the catcher spot. But not a lot, and that's kind of why I had them um, predicted a 70-92 and 92 for next year. That'll be last in the Central. 
And just kind of like the White Sox, a big youth movement, um, which will kind of start happening for the Twins in the next couple seasons. I feel if Buxton comes over this year, or definitely if he comes over next year, I think he could definitely be a Rookie of the Year candidate. Got a lot of potential. Actually, a couple sites have actually projected him as a number one um, overall kind of um, prospect in baseball, which is kind of exciting. Um, definitely a lot of us in the Central will get to see him. So not much from the Twins, and we're going to kind of move on to the Royals. And actually kind of these last three teams in the Central were definitely the most competitive and kind of gave the Tigers the most issues down the road. Um, especially the Indians, but we'll get into that a bit later. But now the Royals. And if you're a Royals fan and you're over in Kansas City enjoying some of that good barbecue, you definitely had an exciting season last year, um, kind of trying to compete with the Cardinals over there in, uh, in Missouri. But um, last year they finished 86-76, and 76, 10 games over 500. They were third in the Central, and they were actually competing for playoff spots kind of throughout the end of the year, which is really exciting. Um, kind of being a, a Central fan myself, it was kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of bittersweet looking at the Royals being competitive. Um, but it was fun. It's kind of a they have a young team, a lot of exciting people. And you kind of want those underdog teams to do well. But a few losses. They kind of they had a good rotation last year. They had Santana and Bruce Chen, um, who are gone. Uh, Irvin Santana obviously used to be with the uh, the Angels, but he's gone. Didn't perform that well last year. He had a good ERA. They have a lot of good run support in in Kansas City. Always t- it was um, top of the offensive production <clears throat> in terms of the major leagues, but. He's, he will be gone as a free agent. He's still a free agent right now. They lost Bruce Chen. Bruce Chen's pretty old. Um, they lost a few other guys. Will Smith in a trade. Uh, not the uh, the I Am Legend Will Smith, but a different one. And they also lost Chris Gatz, former White Sox player. And then uh, David Lowe, um, who's actually they got they lost him in a trade for Danny Valencia, the former third baseman of the Twins. And they also picked up kind of their needs. They had, they had a, a few needs that they really needed to address. They had right field, um, second base. And then kind of a few, a, a bit of a pitching depth and more kind of middle infield. Um, not middle infield, but more of infield depth. And they actually addressed that. Um, and a lot of things I was looking at, they actually said the Royals did one of the best jobs at kind of filling their needs. They didn't really get the best players, but they filled their needs, which sometimes is the most important thing. Um, they picked up Norichika Aoki, which is kind of an interesting name. Um, he was with the Brewers last year. And even with the Brewers, he actually played pretty well with the kind of the lack of the talent and the brawn distraction they had over there in Milwaukee. But he played pretty well. Another guy Detroit's familiar with, Infante, picked him up at second base. And you feel like adding him in a lineup with the likes of Mustakis, Gordon, Hoshmer, Butler, um, kind of be actually pretty dangerous. Then with Maxwell, the center, the young center fielder, um, I don't know. It'll be exciting. And then Valencia kind of uh, give some give some competition over there to um, Mustakis over there at third. Um, or Mustakis over there at third, and then Hoshmer at first. Kind of give them a bit of competition. Kind of get them going. Um, and then they also picked up Vargas, who's a good young, good pitcher uh, out of, um, uh, I think he was with the Angels last year. But they finished last season with the best winning percentage since 1994. That's, I think, 20 years. And they had a 28-year playoff drought, which still has not been filled. But you look at, they're acquiring a good young talent. I th- a lot of people question that James Shields deal, um, which they gave up Will Myers to Tampa Bay. But if you look at it, I think they got the better end of that. Shields, they needed a top-of-the-rotation type of guy. Um, they got that in Shields, and obviously it improved them. They were 80, 86 and 86 and 76, so a lot of improvement over there in Kansas City. And you look at a good young team with Mustakas, Alcides Escobar, Maxwell Shields, Butler, Gordon, and Hoshmer. I don't know. I, th- I actually predicted them to finish second in the Central, um, finishing 90 and 72. I don't know. It's a kind of inflated record. But um, you look at kind of the loss of depth and a lot of the other teams in the Central will kind of um, – Kind of give a better chance to the Royals. I think they've got a, got a better shot in finishing higher in the Central this year. 
um, kind of beating out Cleveland, maybe for a playoff spot, maybe for the uh, for a wild card spot, which is always tough, exciting in those wild card games. And that brings us to Cleveland, who an exciting stat for Cleveland. They actually made it to the playoffs last year. Um, I know it was brief, brief little stint in that one wild card game against Tampa Bay, but that's your goal. I mean, they brought in a new manager in Francona. Uh, they finished 22 games over 500, which is actually a, a really big improvement for Cleveland. Finished second in the Central, and they were the top wild card team in baseball. They actually finished one game behind Detroit in the Central in the final standings. It, kind of an interesting team. Kind of their pitching was greatly improved from when they uh, before Francona. They finished kind of the bottom five in the league in ERA and strikeouts. Um, and they kind of improved to kind of the top five, top ten in those categories in the next couple seasons. But a lot of big losses in kind of the pitching rotation for them. They say kind of the key to that rotation was Jimenez and Casimir. Um, obviously, Casimir used to play for the Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. But Jimenez had a great year last year. He had, kind of wasn't as good when the um, the Indians acquired him two years ago. But last year, he pitched great. He had a 3.3 ERA, 13-9, and and uh, had almost 200 strikeouts. But great, great season for Jimenez. Um, got a great fastball. And then Casimir, kind of the old, the old lefty. But... A few other losses. They lost Kubel, who didn't have a good year last year, but he's a good power hitter, good, out, good outfield depth. They lost their closer in Chris Perez, and then um, a few other um, kind of bullpen guys, and they also lost Drew Stubb. So a, a, a lot of big um, losses there in Cleveland. Obviously, they're still going to be a major player in the free agent market or what lack thereof, what's left of it. But you look at a few of their additions. They kind of tried to fill that up with a few um, reliever help with Arzma, um, Scott Atchison. And they also picked up Axford, a Canadian, a closer, used to pitch with uh, Milwaukee. Um, good year last year. He was more of in a reliever role. Um, but he had 4.02 4, 4. ERA with 65 strikeouts. And that's that's not bad given um, given kind of what he was going up against. But he'll likely try and fill that closer role a bit more. And they also picked up Jeff Francoeur. For any of you baseball fans, if you're playing MLB 2K, pick up Francoeur and ask one of your buddies to try and run from second to third. Francoeur's got an absolute cannon. Um, go on YouTube, search up some videos of him. He's got a rocket. As a former outfielder myself, I kind of envy him. But um, he's not that good offensive production-wise, but he's a former rookie of the year, uh, drafted by Atlanta. Kind of old now, but will likely fill a veteran role in the outfield. Um, they also picked up Sean Markham, so hopefully it'll kind of fill, not so much fill, but kind of take the place of Casimir in that rotation, kind of an old veteran, used to have success. Markham was over in uh, Toronto, then now Milwaukee. Another guy from Milwaukee, uh, Nigel Morganer's alternate alternative personality, um, T Plush, uh, kind of an interesting guy, but um, kind of a center fielder, speed guy, adding some speed to that lineup. Um, then Murphy, they also added David Murphy, used to be a Texas Ranger outfielder. Um, I don't know, in kind of my uh, my uh, analysis of the Cleveland Indians, um, great season yes last year. They kind of over overachieved. Kind of the past three seasons, they've kind of had a great first half of the season, then kind of after. After the All-Star break, they kind of died down, um, not really competitive. But last year, they finally did it. They finally made it to the playoffs, although it was a brief stint, but they did it. Obviously, a big goal. Um, kind of now is how they're going to fix that. And obviously, I feel bad kind of saying this, but with the losses of Casimir and Jimenez, as much as that helped the rotation, I just don't feel like they're, they're, um, the additions they made were enough to kind of overcome that. And I actually kind of placed them at 81 and 81, tied for third in the Central with the White Sox. Um, obviously, a disappointment for Cleveland if you're tying with the lowly White Sox from last year. But I don't know. I think you're going to kind of have to get a big, big year out of the guys like Swisher, Bourne, and as Drupal Cabrera. Um, obviously, player to watch is um, Jason Kipnis out of Arizona State over there at second base. Um, great young player, great young second base. We got a lot of uh, a lot of pop in that bat. Um, interesting kind of. Um, 
kind of swing he has, kind of when he, he lines up, puts his kind of arm out there. It's kind of fun. But he's, uh, he's a great, great hitter. Um, but, yeah, like I said, 81 and 81, finished 500, tied for third in the Central. I just don't think they're going to overcome any of those any of those losses that they had last year. Um, kind of moving down. And now to the big um, the big story, the big guys. So last year they made it to the LCS, the Detroit Tigers, your Detroit Tigers. Um, last year finished 93 and 69, uh, first in the Central. But, like I said, they lost to the um, now defending World Series champion Red Sox. A lot of big, big losses, kind of interesting moves. Um, you look at kind of losing Leland and kind of all those playoff exits. Um, kind of in the tenure of Leland, they had two worlds, made it to two World Series, two AL pennants, kind of nothing to show for it. Um, so you kind of look at the Tigers. Or Dombrowski kind of said to himself, you know what, what can we do to change our team? And uh, much like the White Sox, much like on the, all, all the other central teams, they kind of power happy, the slow, um, slow, slow move, <laughs> slow lineups, not a lot of steals. Um, actually the Tigers did a great job of changing that kind of with some of their midseason um, trades last year obviously acquiring Iglesias from Boston was a great deal as I saw in the playoffs that guy is an absolute gem at the shortstop position one of the best fielders in baseball um, but you look at the big man over there at first base Prince Fielder they lost him um, kind of, interesting move that kind of happened in November where November December where they lost Fielder um, I kind of say to myself and some of my some of my friends, I say kind of that moment where Dabrowski and the Tigers thought that that was over was when uh, when Prince kind of was rounding third in, in Boston when he and he tripped. <laughs> He's eating some little Caesars and then he kind of flipped out after that. But um, good year, good numbers for Prince in his cup in his two seasons in Detroit. Um, it's kind of always fun having a, a three four combo with Fielder and Cabrera um, posting like a 20, 20 plus and a hundred plus in um, home runs and RBIs. But losing Prince, Prince was not clutch in the postseason at all. I'll actually kind of bring up some of his postseason numbers here. In his four seasons in the postseason, two in Milwaukee, two in Detroit, he posted a 194 career batting average. And for a big power hit him like himself, five home runs in 144 at-bats and 11 RBIs in 144 at-bats. So given the two, and you look at the offensive powerhouses in Milwaukee, and I wouldn't say Milwaukee's a powerhouse, but Detroit – his production was really was actually kind of pathetic. And obviously Prince isn't so much of a great fielder. You have to worry about kind of his production down the line. He's a, a bit of a heavy man, um, kind of worried about health, health issues down the road with carrying all that weight. But obviously the Tigers saw that in their postseason. Postseason success has not been very good at all in the past couple of seasons. So kind of getting rid of that $214 million contract. Still have seven seasons left on it, and Texas is always going to pick that up. Um, other, I'll talk about the Kinsler deal in a bit, but – other guys Detroit lost they lost Fister in a deal with the Nats and kind of I was more questionable with that deal over the fielder deal just because um obviously Fister had a lot of production a lot of good year a good year last year um kind of that fourth starter in that rotation which is absolutely dominant um but Fister had a good year 367 ERA 14 and 9 um just over 150 strikeouts but if you look at if you're actually looking over there in the NL you look at the Nats kind of adding him with that rotation with um with the likes of you got Gio Gonzalez at the top and Strasburg um, and Heron will be pretty pretty dangerous for them. Um, moving down the line, kind of talked about Infante leaving. And then the big question for Detroit, which has been kind of in the past couple seasons, is always the closer position, Valverde. Papa Grande's kind of with the <laughs> high socks and the glasses, kind of looks like a clown. Hasn't really stepped up in that role. Um, so the Tigers have done a great, well, not not so great job of actually addressing the closer role. Last year it was a bit better with Varis and um, Benoit in the closer role a bit. But they're gone, and Detroit has kind of filled that need with, as I said earlier, Joe Nathan 
the former Minnesota pitcher. He pitched with Texas last year. He had a good year. But we'll kind of see how that plays into effect. And obviously the loss of Jim Leland, the old Tigers manager. Um, if you look at if you look at the stats, um, obviously he did well in Pittsburgh in his early early in his career. But if you look at Detroit, some of the teams Detroit had, um, obviously in 2000, I think it was 2003, 2004, um, when they made it to uh, the World Series against the, the Cardinals. It just let up, just came up short. Obviously a lot of talent. Um, but... I don't know. They just they just didn't do it. Just didn't overcome those odds. Obviously, he had a, a career four a five forty sorry win percentage in Detroit with two AL pennants, like I said, um, but a couple early postseason losses, especially last year to Boston, where a lot of people felt like with uh, with the Cy Young in Scherzer um, and then Verlander and then uh, Sanchez, they obviously felt that nobody they were unstoppable, but uh, they weren't. And actually, they got bounced out by Boston, the the eventual World Series champions. And like I said, Dombrowski kind of had enough. So he made a bunch of moves. Leland's gone. Um, Brad Osmus is in. But Leland's still in a limited role. And Osmus and Leland, I've actually kind of said a bit how Leland's kind of an advisor to Osmus. And it's kind of a good – I think it's actually will help Osmus kind of in the transition role as a manager, um, having a guy, like a veteran guy like Leland kind of in his ear helping him out. But um, the additions – and actually I think um, if you're looking at additions, I think the second best offseason um, in terms of acquiring needs for Detroit – and kind of right behind the White Sox, a uh, bit impartial to the White Sox, but kind of in that Kinsler deal, the Tigers acquired Kinsler, and two big things about that, if you're looking at the, that deal in particular, well, first is money, money aspect. Um, you look at Detroit has a big, lot of big salary, um, obviously with their, with their rotation, and then the part of the problem is when you have Scherzer having such a good year last year with the Cy Young, Scherzer's gonna. This is a, um, this is a. <laughs> This is a year for Scherzer where he is a free agent after this year. Contract year, sorry. Um, so it's a big year for him. Um, obviously, he's going to get paid big time in the offseason. Then you look at Cabrera, Verlander. You've got a lot of guys that you have to pay. Um, you're going to have to sign Sanchez pretty soon, too. So I think, obviously, acquiring Kinsler, that lowers the salary cap for the Tigers. I think they're a couple million off by that. I was actually talking to uh, one of my friends in the studio, Jonathan Yales, was telling me a bit about how they're increasing the season ticket holder prices. Um, to kind of account for that because they obviously want to keep Scherzer. That's pretty much the reason the Tigers have been so successful with uh, Scherzer and Verlander uh, at the top of the rotation. Scherzer more more recently. But um, a, couple, a couple other of additions. Oh, and the second part of Kinsler is adds a bit of speed, adds a bit of um, bit of defensive prowess kind of over there moving up, kind of putting Cabrera back at first base, kind of where he belongs, at least in my mind. Um, and the biggest stat for the Tigers was, I think, in making this deal. Obviously, Kinsler doesn't trip around in around third. But um, playoff stats, Kinsler is career 311. And Kinsler, obviously, not a big of a, a power hitter as um, as fielder, but he's 311 um, in the playoffs with uh, 20 RBIs and, like, four home runs. Um, so, obviously, it's limited stats, but not bad for a guy with kind of the offensive talent that Texas has had over the past couple seasons. Uh, moving on, look at Joe Nathan. I spoke to him a bit earlier. Spoke not to him, but um, about him a bit earlier. Um, Nathan, obviously a great closer earlier in his career with Minnesota. Um, kind of moving on a little bit more with uh, Texas last year. Had a good season, great season actually. Had a 1.39 ERA with 43 saves. Um, Texas is a great team. Obviously, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but a bit of a surprise with kind of the offensive talent. Obviously, losing um, Cruz to the um, – to the steroid kind of allegations last year kind of hurt. Same with the Tigers losing Peralta. Um, another guy that the Tigers lost was obviously um, Johnny Peralta, now with the the Cardinals. Um, and then you also look at uh, two other um, acquisitions. The Tigers also acquired Joba Chamberlain and then um, utility guy Steve Lombardozzi. 
Joba Chamberlain, sorry, is also going to try and fill like a, a reliever role as well as um, kind of a long reliever as well as kind of that closer role, which he kind of did a bit for the Tigers, um, kind of helped Nathan. Nathan's up in age. He's kind of in his upper 30s. Um, but definitely if he stays healthy, he'll fill the closer role for sure. But Chamberlain obviously had a used to be successful in, in uh, New York, was the starter there, but kind of moved over to the bullpen. Has had some success, but looking for the Tigers, obviously with that run production um, to kind of help him out there. And the last sort of addition is the manager in Detroit, the new manager, Brad Osmus. Um, young guy, actually saw him at one of the uh, the Spartan basketball games uh, a couple couple weeks ago. Um, looks to be fun, looks to be kind of a new era in Detroit. Um, not so much the whole Leland, kind of the old guy in the in the uh, the dugout over there. But um, Osmus used to play. Um, you look at kind of the Tigers, kind of the overall overview. <clears throat> kind of looking at the, your Detroit Tigers here. Strong rotation, obviously, kind of with the top three. A lot of people arguably the best top three rotation in baseball with Verlander, Scherzer, and Sanchez. They have the previous two Cy Young winners in Verlander and Scherzer. Um, obviously improved defensively and speed-wise. Um, another big thing that I, that I still have to mention is with the, with acquiring Kinsler, you move Kinsler over to second, and obviously with the loss of Fielder, Cabrera can move over to, I, I well, now in his kind of, he's a bit bigger, a bit slower. I think first base is more of his natural position now um, and they bring up kind of the Tigers best prospect in their farm system Nick Castellanos um, great young guy uh, got a lot of potential uh, obviously kind of the number one guy in the in the farm system after the the White Sox took away Garcia but um, definitely improved defensively a um, little bit of speed they kind of picked that up in um, Rajai Davis kind of the the quick stealing center fielder outfielder so you look at either they'll have Dirks or they'll have Davis kind of as that fourth outfielder and, yeah, like I said, Castellanos, um, they still need bullpen help. And I think kind of with the rest of the spring training and you kind of look at um, bringing up guys from the farm system as well as kind of during the season, you look at kind of the trade deadline, that'll be kind of what they're looking for. Um, Drew Smiley is going to have kind of an improved role with the loss to Fister. Um, so you kind of look at guys improve. You looked at the past couple of seasons with the Tigers. They've had at least one guy that is kind of wild. Like you wouldn't think Scherzer would have won the Cy Young last year. He's actually kind of an – some say he was an MVP candidate as well. But Verlander, obviously Verlander is a, a stud, stud top of the line rotation guy. But you would never expect him to win an MVP, kind of be a, be like that. Um, but yeah, a lot of improvement, a lot of overachievement from the pitchers. Obviously, Verlander and Trizel and Sanchez will have good years next year as well. Um, but yeah, still, I don't know if they have enough to get over the top. Obviously, I have them finishing first in the Central with a record of 91 and 71. But I don't think they've done enough. I still think they're missing that one kind of. One kind of addition, I don't know if it's more in the rotation, but obviously kind of in the outfield, they're a bit weak in the outfield with Jackson and then uh, Hunter and now either Dirks or Davis. I feel they still need an outfielder, a good outfielder. Obviously they're they're deep in the infield and then a catcher, they have a Villa and they also have um, oh, who's Martinez, Victor Martinez, who's kind of the DH backup catcher role. Um, they're really set kind of in the infield and then a catcher at first base, DH rotation, I think at bullpen. And then kind of the outfield or where the areas they're lacking. Maybe look kind of middle of the season if Jackson's not producing. Maybe look to move Jackson, look to move Dirks. Um, try and get some bullpen help or vice versa. Um, but, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Tigers will definitely make the playoffs, have a good year this year. Osmus kind of will have probably manager of the year. Um, kind of qualities, candidacy. Um, yeah, like I said, 91 and 71. I didn't really spot them of where they'll go out in the playoffs. But I kind of have them spotted going out kind of second round, um, <laughs> maybe to the Oakland A's again, maybe to the Oakland A's finally get ahead of them. Um, A's have a good young team, um, 
definitely Josh Reddick over there gives my buddies a lot of problems with that beard of his. But, yeah, it's been great talking to you guys, um, kind of previewing the 2014 AL Central. <clears throat> like I said, kind of a final overview. Tigers finishing up top, Royals at second, um, White Sox and Cleveland tied for third, and then um, you got poor Minnesota finishing out at the end. But a lot of good young teams kind of looking at the top where they used to be. Minnesota and Chicago used to run this division a couple years ago, but they're not so much now. Making a lot of moves, making a lot of kind of a big youth movement, looking a couple years ahead. Um, definitely Chicago and Minnesota will be back where they belong. Um, but Detroit's always going to be relevant, always with that kind of big spending GM they have. Um, but definitely next year, Detroit Detroit's going to win the Central all the way. Um, look for a couple teams to give them some issues, but – kind of that, that two-headed dragon, two-headed demon they have at the top of their rotation, whatever you want to call it, it's fierce. Um, but they'll definitely be a force to be reckoned with. And maybe maybe they'll get over the hump. Maybe the kind of youth movement in Kinsler um, will kind of get finally get over the hump for the Tigers, and maybe they'll finally do it. They'll finally win their World Series that they've been looking for. Everybody will get free Little Caesars pizza. Um, but, yeah, that's all for me, folks. Zach Swerd here on Tiger Talk. We're going to finish it out here today and look for maybe some updates later on after spring training and everything once we get more towards the season and hopefully all goes well. Good spring training. Look for next year, folks. Good luck. Go Tigers. I'm talking baseball. Hank and Charlie slugging. Tiger baseball. Schoolboys at the chucking. Goose Goslin made opposing pitcher scream. Then Georgie Kelly came upon the scene. I'm talking baseball. The Motor City team. Well, Hal and Dizzy set him down.